0: Okay, so you know I'm an avid book listen (laughs) to I listen to books all the time, guys. I don't read a whole lot of books, but I listen to them. I really like to use my time like that because, you know, any idle time, like when you're driving or doing something where you don't have to be thinking, you can be listening to an audiobook, and you can take in, like, three books every week of your life. Lately, I've been working on a brand-new chandelier. I was power washing uh, a floor the other day, and I was able to take in three books over the course of two days. It's crazy, right? It can change your life. Just listen to a book every minute that you don't have to be thinking, and it's amazing what you can learn. And everyone's been telling me, you should listen to The Law of Attraction. You know that book, The Law of Attraction? And I never really listened to it because I thought, eh, I don't know. But I finally did. And I wanted to give you a quick podcast about The Law of Attraction, kind of my spin on it. You know, I hope you enjoy this. It is true that what we're putting out into the world, we will soon be seeing in our life. That is true. What we put out, we get back. Some people call it karma, other people call it blessings, some people call it curses. No matter what you call it, I think everyone agrees the correlation between who we are and what we get, there's a connection between the two. It's a fact of life that we don't get what we want, but we always get what we are. That is true. And if we're not getting what we want, we should look in the mirror and go, okay, why are you getting what you're receiving and how do we change what we see in the mirror to change what we receive in our life? That is all true. Just like no one breaks the law of gravity, no one breaks the law of attraction. I believe that to be true as well. What you think about brings about. You with me on that? This is the secret of life. It's in plain sight for all to see. What we think about brings about. I can look at anybody's life and tell you what they're thinking. So can you. Ralph is in the podcast business. Guess what he thinks about? (laughs) Podcasts. What you think about brings about. Everyone's living the life that they created by their thoughts. Our thoughts brought us to where we are today. And they're going to take you to where you're going tomorrow. Control your thoughts. Control your future. No one can play a role in their life that they don't believe that they can be. You're playing the role that you think you are. And based upon what you're thinking, that's what you are. What you see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. That's a true statement, too. I really believe that. If you can think it, you can hold it. It's only a matter of time. You know, I read this thing the other day that Dick James sent me. It was a a short story. And the story goes like this. It goes, the town was deciding that they're all going to get together and pray for rain. It hasn't rained in months. So the town got together and in the square of the town and there's hundreds of people showed up and they're going to, they're going to pray for rain. But only one little boy brought the umbrella. That's faith, isn't it? Luckily, there's a time delay between what we think in our mind and what gets manifested in the reality. There is a time delay. There always is. It's luckily for us, I say, because this allows us to reflect and, if necessary, change our thoughts. Remember the stream of consciousness? What are you thinking when you're not thinking? Good or bad, we create our lives in advance through our thoughts. After all, you are the masterpiece of your life. You're the results of your thoughts. It's a great day in a person's life when we perfectly understand our thoughts become things. Always does. I believe that we are made in the image of God. And think about it. If you read Genesis, he goes, In the beginning, God spoke everything into existence. First he thought it, then he spoke it. So his first lesson to us is to think our life into existence. Now God also gave us feelings. And our feelings are the barometer of our thoughts. It's not possible to feel down without thinking a down thought. That's not possible. If you're feeling down, what are you thinking? Thoughts can pick us up or they tear us down. Like it or not, our feelings are at the mercy of our thoughts. Think happy, joyful thoughts and the feelings will follow. This is why negative thoughts about someone else will always destroy the thinker. Not the person you're thinking about, but it destroys you. Never think about a bad thought about someone. This is the reason why the Bible says you should pray for your enemies. We're being warned to never think about a bad thought about someone. And in fact, it says pray for them, think good thoughts about them. Did you know it said 31 times to think good thoughts about everyone? 31 times. It's in Matthew, it's in Luke. 31 times. The law of attraction is also why the Bible says that. We should never curse anyone, not even a deaf person. Why not? They can't hear us, right? Why not? Bible's not concerned about the deaf person. It's concerned about the person that's cursing the other person. If we are love and gratitude, that is what we are. Love, if we are love and gratitude, our problems would fade away. And everything we want, it, w- it would find us. Love and gratitude. Because what we appreciate in our life does appreciate in our life. Make it the first thing we do every morning. Fill your thoughts with gratitude every morning. Promise you life goes in a whole new direction. When we look for what we're grateful for, we find more things instantly. Gratitude will get you where you want to go quicker. It's just that simple. You can use it out of a, like a, for personal gain. You can, it'll work. Gratitude will get you where you want to go quicker? Express gratitude. When was the last time that you had an ungrateful person in front of you and you wanted to help them achieve more? You just wanted to help them out. <laughs> it doesn't go like that, does it? Ungrateful people stay stuck where they're at because generally people don't want to help them. You know, I believe God gave each one of us an imagination so we get have a preview of coming attractions in our life. Your imagination isn't a preview of coming attractions. We should use our imagination in a positive way to see the life that we want to see our life going where we want it to go. Use our imagination to envision a dreadful future and guess what's happening? You are going in a dreadful future. Everything you see in this world right now has come out of someone's imagination. Everyone thought it. If you're sitting in a car, someone thought of that car first. You can do the same thing. You can think anything in new existence and then create it with your own hands and your own ability. It's all possible. Nothing's stopping you but you. By the way, we should protect her imagination. My mom would say when I was a kid, 11 years old, she would say, Randy, you'll never tell a big dream to a small-minded person. <laughs> it's so mean. Tell me why, mom. She goes, understand how it works. If you tell a big dream to someone who's not doing anything, they only have two choices. They can tear your dream down or kick their life up. And it's much easier to tear yours down. She would say, God blesses you to be a blessing. That's the way it works. Mom would also tell me, if you have not, it's because you've asked not. Really, Mom? She goes, yeah. How could you possibly receive something without asking for it? Always ask. When I was 10, I was so convinced that my thoughts had the power to turn anything around in this world, to change anything, that I actually tried to move camelback one time with my thoughts. (laughs) I'm not kidding. My mom had me so convinced. I remember her reading from James, James 4. It says that you can move mountains with your mind. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I can move mountains for real? So there I stand over in Reader's on the backside of Camelback, looking at Camelback going, I can move this mountain. I was so convinced. I'm so grateful for you, mom. Einstein puts it like this. The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. That's Einstein. He knew a couple things. So embrace your life. Except that there will be adversities, and it is our job to maintain a positive way of thinking along the way. Remember the podcast about Tyler? No matter what he's put through, nothing will shake his positive outlook. When we have problems with difficulties, we have a problem. In fact, you can take that one step further and say that the people that have a problem with adversity think that they should have no adversity, and entitled attitudes never produce a happy person. When we embrace the difficulties, we no longer have problems. That's a fact. Our world is magically transformed into a world of opportunities, full of joy and excitement to overcome every single one of them.
1: You got another coin to saying in there. Yeah,
0: I love that saying. That is just so much fun. I wrote it down. So there it is. So when we have a problem with difficulty, well, we have a problem. <laughs> I love that. It's so true. You know, because difficulties and opportunities are the same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. You know, it's 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 what perspective do we see it through? You know, it's almost it's the same thing as like courageousness and vulnerability is the same thing. It depends on what lens you see it through. Because the person being vulnerable Everyone else is going, wow, they're so courageous. They're hanging themselves out there. But the person going, hey, I'm so vulnerable because it's dangerous. But in order to accomplish anything in life, you have to be vulnerable. But the moment you succeed, you're like, yeah, you were so courageous. Well, no, I was vulnerable. It's the same word. Right. It well, is. It's the, same it's the same thing. Same it's just thing, how you look right? at it. And so yeah, like, is problems and difficulties and opportunities. It's all the same word. You know, I say all the time, if there were no problems that existed in the world, nobody would have a job.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right we all are out there to solve problems so we should pray for problems you know (laughs) give me more problems you know (laughs) because the smaller the problem the smaller the person that will solve it and this is why the saying we have to give up to go up you know if i have to i have to be able to overcome a larger challenge in life to go up in life
1: are there problems you think people can't fix from like a business, personal, any perspective, right? I think that's where religion comes in, where it's like, it's not, it's much bigger than people. But yeah. I th-
0: yeah. I think there are some problems. Saying? So the moment you said that, are there problems that can't be fixed? Do you know where my mind went to? Instantly.
1: I'm curious. The problems in the Middle East. You know why? Yeah. But a lot of that stuff is a war. It's a religious war. Yeah. But the Bible says it will not get fixed. I, right. Right. That's why it's, especially now with what's going on, not to... Bring up too much politics, but now with this whole Israel Palestine right, right, you know, thing that people don't know, ever. people know. It's like sometimes you don't need to say anything; you just let it. Right, you so have sad. to let it do its thing. Like, yeah. it's that, that's a problem it's that's so way sad. bigger than any of us will ever, right? You right, know what I mean? Right. We, we, it's not us to figure out. It has nothing to do with us to figure right, out. Right. But people are trying to interject, and it's you could just see it's causing its own problems itself. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, right? So another problem that we'll never fix is that there will always be problems. Do you think people create their own problems to fix? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh my they, gosh. They go absolutely. out to create a problem so that they can go and fix it, right? I think they don't do it may
0: not they may not do it on purpose. Some people do it on purpose as a diversion, but but yeah, yeah, I think most most problems that we have in life we've brought on ourselves. Mm. I, I, I almost want to say all.
1: Almost in, every single in one in some
0: ways. But yeah. no. you so know, that, that that gets tough with the the question, you know, we met Tyler a while back. You know, he's got a busted up arm
1: and Yo, did he bring that on himself? No, you can't. Well, I see what you're saying with it. No, it's, it's, um, but that is a problem that was thrown to him and it's almost like time to figure it out.
0: So I, I could say this. So let me give you a weird twist on this. So mm-hmm. did Tyler bring that on himself? By the way, I know the podcast came out a little while back, but we're shooting this today and Tyler is in the room. Mm-hmm. He's hearing us right He's now live. And so like, follow this argument. We don't see the whole picture of our life. Right. We can't even see tomorrow. Right. We see right here, right now. This is why people are trying to live for tomorrow. They're trying to live two days at once. That would stress anyone out. Right. You can't do that. You got to live in the moment that you're in right now, preparing for the future. So Tyler's a young man that was he's extremely disciplined. He's motivated. He does the right thing. He wants to be earnest, honest. He wants to have wisdom. You know, he's got all these things going on. It could it be possible that God saw this going on in his life and goes, you know, there is such unbelievable seeds of potential within you. I'm going to give you as a gift, a tremendous problem to overcome to see how far we could take this so that we could take that and then shine a light on it for the
1: rest of the world to see. Can I challenge that perspective? So, and this is because I've just been revisiting the Bible just trying to read and try to like understand. Right. And like trying to understand the Bible is like trying to understand science. Like it just doesn't make any sense, (laughs) but I would challenge that because anything good comes from God. Right. And again, I'm not a scribe. I'm not a priest. I'm not trying to sit here and proclaim scripture, proclaim scripture, but if anything good comes from God, is the accent something from God or is it the one that sees good happening and wants to take it away, which would be evil to throw a wrench in there to try to take you away from God. And in return, because of the discipline and the strength that Tyler has and his faith, it's like the story of Job. I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. the story of Job, but how Mm -hmm. it's just like... Mm -hmm. It just bad things happened to Job. He took everything. Satan took everything away, and there, there's no answer for it. It's just like the devil is just out there to do bad things. But it's because of the faith that Job had mm-hmm. that makes him a godly man. That just mm-hmm. no matter what happens, I believe it. He took every negative and turned it into a positive somehow. So right. I would challenge that in that regard. Where it's if anything good comes from God, God wouldn't put something detrimental in your path to hurt you. It's how you take that and choose to find the positive, which you always talk about taking something bad and making it good. I think that's where the religious, the good, the, the happiness maybe stems from.
0: So would you agree? There's a sentence in the Bible that says, all things work together for the good of God. Mm-hmm. Right. But not all things are good though. No, I'm with you, I'm with you on that based upon our perspective in that moment. Mm. You know, there are things that have happened to me that in the moment I thought was bad. Later I go, I'm so glad that happened. So it is perspective and time is the variable that we, we created time, not God, you know, in a, in a sense, you know, the hour he created day and night and so on, but all things work together for the good of God. And you just use the story of Job. And most people that would listen to this know the story of Job and Job went through absolute hell, like literal little, hell, little like hell. lost everything. Right. But how much value has Job's life out of the world since then? How many people have used him as someone he could, they could learn from go, well, I understand the story of Job, and I may be
1: going through that. And guess what? Good comes out at the end. Hmm. But it, th- I think is the action, though, because God didn't inflict the action. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, that, I think that's the, the, the distinction. Like I the do. devil threw what took family, took this. It wasn't God's action doing it. It was just like Job is my most faithful servant. Like Job is this. Like he will not turn. Well, I'm going to try. Okay, do what you have to do. Like God wasn't. He's like, I'm not going to inflict anything. It's on you. And throughout all that struggle, Job still came out of it like, well, whatever. He knew it wasn't God. He Mm -hmm. knew it was Mm -hmm. Satan. He knew it was the devil. So he was like, I know this isn't coming from God. This is coming from Satan. Mm -hmm. That's where I think that's, I mean, that's my understanding. I don't know. Like, and that's just from what I got from it. Anything good would come from him. So God wouldn't put you. God wouldn't do something God wouldn't put you in a situation for something bad to happen to you. He gives you the knowledge and the wisdom to take that bad thing that happened to you and draw from it, grow from it, build from it, and adapt to it in a positive light. Where the flip side is, right, because very easily if that we use Tyler in the instance, that could have happened. And woe is me. Tyler could have sat down and been like, well, now because of this, I hate this. I can't do this. I can't do that. That's not God talking. That's it's evil. It's some, it's something not saying demonic, but it's just like, that's just, that's bad talking because the, your life is already premeditated, right? According to just in scripture, like God already knows what's happening to you before it, Mm. but the overall outcome is going to be good. But the instances that happen there aren't good. It's the devil taking and trying to Mm. deter you away from like, Oh God made you do this. God did this to you. Don't do that. But it's like, well, no, God is good. So, and this thing isn't good. So it can't be from God. It's not from God, but I'm going to make the choice to take the good out of this so that I can stay on a faithful path mm-hmm. of goodness.
0: You just use the word good or you ch- use the word choice.
1: And well, that, yeah, that it's, oh, it. it's definitive. Right. You have to make that choice. So God
0: gave people a free will to choose.
1: Absolutely. Right. And it's,
0: it's your choice at the end of the day.
1: Right. But, but yet
0: God sent Jesus to
1: the earth and he allowed people to kill him. Well, he didn't have to. No, he didn't. But it, that's what happened, right? Because it, but he's fulfilled the prophecy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm prof- with you, but he, but he makes a choice, right? I think it all it all comes down to the choice. I don't know. We're getting a very in depth. I don't mind talking mm-hmm. about it because mm-hmm. I'm learning, so I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just I'm just learning and reading, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's my understanding of it is God came here to show the right because there was a time when the Old Testament, New Testament, why it's there, and the Old Testament is like if you read the Old Testament, and then anybody that reads the Old Testament. That is a Mm -hmm. scary. It is right. It's petrifying. Like you don't want to walk out your door. That's how Mm -hmm. petrifying it is. Cause it's like, well, I feel like if I'm saying one word, I'm I'm not worthy and I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm going to hell. Like Mm -hmm. right. And then God sends Jesus to show you, well, no, like this is what it is. Like this is the re not the revamping, but like God's like, no, this is how you act around it. This is what you do. And you take this and you do that. And as long as it's with good intention. Like, who are you to determine who could come into heaven and have like things like
0: that? Like, I think we're confusing two things here. There's, there's nowhere in the Bible that God says, if you, if you follow me, you'll live a good life. You'll live a comfortable life. You'll live a happy life. Mm -mm. Not at all. He says you'll live a fulfilled life and fulfillment comes through struggle. Absolutely. We've established that a thousand times. So the bigger the struggle, the bigger your fulfillment can be. But a struggle, good or bad. I I think it's without struggle, struggle, there's no meaning to life. Yeah. Right. So this Hmm. is why when you say God won't allow bad things to happen to you, I don't, I don't know. I'm not with you on that. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's, you know, my, my, uh, my mom dying felt like the worst thing that could ever have happened to me. And today I could tell you, I'm a much stronger person person because mom is not here. She was my crutch and I would not be the Randy I'm today if mom was still alive today. And that hurts with everything I'm meant to say, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, I right. see what you're saying. Right. Mm. So what we see as bad today probably may not be.
1: <laughs> this is why it's the hard Bible to see says it. it's all hard. things work together for the good of God. It's hard to see it from right. a macro perspective, right?
0: Right. Because right. if God would send his son here and allow people that he created to give the free will to, to choose to love him, choose to kill his son, and God allows that to happen, well, if he allows that to happen to his son, why wouldn't he allow
1: things to happen to us? But does God allow that to happen? I think Jesus so. allowed it to happen. Well, that, that does
0: get confusing. It's, no, it's you, the Trinity. Yeah, Come but again. you see what I'm saying? That's right.
1: what that, and again, it's, and I'm not trying to confuse anybody. It, it's, that's, I think that's the overall, that's, maybe that's the problem mm-hmm. that everybody's trying to, the to thing solve, is, right? right? the, like thing the is problem this.
0: or. If you say, yes, you know, I'm, I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe that Jesus came and died for me. Mm-hmm. That does not guarantee you a good life. It doesn't guarantee you a comfortable life. It doesn't guarantee you any of that stuff. It will guarantee you peace of mind. Hmm. It'll guarantee you contentment. It'll guarantee you satisfaction. It'll guarantee you the better things of life, joy. You know, it, it guarantees that type of stuff, not comfort. Mother Teresa was not comfortable. Oh, no. She did not live a comfortable life. But Mother Teresa lived a very fulfilling life, very fulfilling. She lost herself in the service of others to fulfill her desire to serve God. And yeah. there's real contentment. And it doesn't matter what happened to her. It doesn't matter how arthritic her fingers were. She was still using the feed the kids. She did it with a smile on her right. face. Right. So this whole, the whole element, I mean, uh, you know, bad things happen to good people. All the time. All the time. Right. It's, it's how we interpret it. And are we going to go, wow, what, what kind of God would do that to me? A God that loves you. A God that knows that, you know, all things work together for the good of God. And if there are no struggles in life, there is no greatness in life. Tyler, I mean, we had Tyler on the show a couple of weeks back. He's proof of it. I mean, Tyler, very micro chance of Tyler surviving, you know, I and, mean, and here he is going, oh, it's great. The future looks spectacular. You have no idea where I'm going. It is so unbelievable because I was given a giant problem. And now I'm going to take all that and I'm going to flip it and use it to my advantage mm-hmm. and to the advantage of the world, advantage of God and, and add value to the world with it. And just like you use Job as the example, you know, that's went through hell absolute hell torture but so many people will use him as the example you know so you want to say how could i be the example yeah well go through hell god'll give you problems right <laughs> right i yeah. know it's it's a it's it's a messed up scenario but like we said before the real happiness and joy and excitement in life is not in the arriving to a finish line it's in the struggle getting there and that's it so the bigger the struggle the bigger the person you can become the more joyful you can become I mean, this This has been proved, if you study all the top people that influenced the world, 70% of them, whether it's Churchill, Gandhi, um, Martin Luther King, they've all either been born in poverty, poverty, they had a major dysfunction with their body, or some mental challenge that they had to overcome to be the person they become, they became. And if they didn't have those problems, would they have been the person that they were? Probably not. Yeah, right. It takes a big person to overcome big challenges. So... When you're faced with a big challenge, the goal is not to go, I, you know, we either find the way or the excuse, and I really believe the ultimate excuse is, why would you do this to me, God? What the heck? And now I found my excuse, and now I don't need to find a way to overcome this, mm. because God's my excuse. You did it to me, and he's all powerful. Why would you hurt me? It's not about that. Mm. You know? I don't know. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right.
1: right so- I, don't, I don't even think it's a matter of being wrong or right. It's- that that's the problem that no one can solve until you're there. Right. I think that's the biggest confusion point.
0: I really, I really believe that every single challenge and problem that we've been given was given on purpose. And it's our job to convert that into something positive. It's just that simple. Everything, whether it's a little problem, you know, of, you know, let's say there's a guest at the winer that's upset. I see those as opportunities. You're upset. Great. How can I f- take your upsetness and flip it and make it so wonderful, you know, I don't know, versus something catastrophic, you know? Absolutely. Right. And time's the variable. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's not going to be like something bad happens. Now something great happens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: If that was right. the case, you'd be wishing for bad right. things right. Exactly. to happen all the time, right? Right.
0: Right. But you never know. There's a, there's an old Garth Brooks song where he sings about how um, the the girl he was in love with in high school, he was praying to God that he, that he would marry her. And then he never met her or he never married her. And then later he talks about how it's unanswered prayers are sometimes the, the best things in your life. Because later in life, he then, he then is with his wife and he sees the old girl he was in love with and she's not the girl he remembered. Unanswered prayers. You know, some of God's greatest gifts is unanswered prayers. That's the name of the, the, name of the song. And it's so true. Sometimes we pray for something and you don't get it. And later you go, I am so glad I didn't get that. (laughs) I'm the happiest person ever. That's (laughs) interesting. Fun talk, Ralph. Absolutely. Thank you,
1: man. Fun, man.